is Mukda. Hi, I am Avinash. And welcome to our podcast on embracing the human experience, which we cover through the body, the mind, the emotions, and the soul. And welcome today to episode number four, where Avinash and I are going to go deep into talking about what really is the purpose of the human mind. So, Avinash, are you ready to get started? Because I know this is like a subject that uh, I mean, you explored even before you met me, even before you came to iThrive. The mind is something that you really were interested in. So, ready to get started? Yeah, yeah, I am actually looking forward to it. There are lots of thoughts going on in my mind. <laughs> so, just want to get them out before right. they start corrupting so, my mind. What do you think is the purpose of the human mind? Like, why do you think human beings have this thing called as a mind? And what role do you think it plays in the entire experience of being a human itself? So, colloquially speaking, no, I was just telling you that there are thoughts in my mind. Like, so, we are supposed to have thoughts in our mind. That is a general perception. Lot, hmm. All the hmm. thoughts get generated in your mind. There's a lot of misconception about mind and brain anyway that you will address in yeah. your subsequent talk. But uh, what I have seen my experiences with mind work that I do on the things that I worked on my mind itself is uh, there is a definite purpose to mind which is to drive the body, act as an interface between body and the soul. Okay. So it is actually a translation machine what soul wants. It gets translated into certain language which is conveyed to the body. That's like you mean by the actual ultimate design of the mind itself, yes, right? But exactly. on a more day-to-day, -day, everyday human interaction basis, what what then do you think is the purpose? So mind, mind, purpose, yeah, yeah. mind allows you to navigate in this world. Exactly, right? So it, it stores memory, it stores the, your learning, your experiences. So a lot of things that we learn, like um, suppose we started learning at the age of Sifai, we started learning ABCD. It was so difficult to learn ABCD to begin with, like even writing an A was a big task. Now you can write sentence, you can talk a lot of things. So subconscious memory has been created by doing those A, B, C, D again and again. Right. So the body, mind is using that subconscious memory. So most of our things that we do, learning or the day-to-day -day activities like driving, walking, swimming, you don't have to use your conscious mind. That brings us to the idea of mind getting divided into three parts. Correct. Like one is a conscious mind which allows you to navigate in this 3D world. With awareness. Right? With awareness, whatever you're doing with complete mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Second is a subconscious mind where all these learnings and experiences and traumas, mm -hmm. everything gets stored in that subconscious mm -hmm. mind. And then there is unconscious mind which is already programmed with certain things. I don't know where it comes from, but as soon as you're born, you know that you have to cry to get food, right? Yeah. You have, you have, you need to sleep. But you that's, I think, breathe. the body's intelligence itself, right? Like a large. So part body itself is like a secondary mind. It is storing that information exactly. based on behalf of the mind itself. Yeah. So mind is. I I normally give example of a smartphone. So mind is a software and the body is a hardware. Correct. So my, you can't locate software. Where is it? In which mm -hmm. form it is? Mm -hmm. It is there in some chip. But within that chip, there is only hardware. You can only see the component. Right. You can't see a mind, mind, the software part of it. So uh, software also needs some hardware to store whatever it wants right. to store. And to operate itself, to function, right? Yeah, yeah, all these memories, all these thoughts, all these traumas, everything is getting stored in that body. And the mind is only accessing it whenever it is required yeah. based on the trigger that it generates. So, so coming back to that fundamental question that I started with, keep, a lot of people uh, you know, confuse mind and brain being the same thing. So we talk about brain, that mind is here. So I don't know whether it makes sense or not. So what is yeah. your take on I'll, it? I'll come to the brain and the mind, but like I just want to add on to everything that you said about the human mind, right? I. So yes, it stores memories and it is there to help you navigate this world. But beyond that, 
so i've always been curious about what makes up my own mind right like I, like when i say that okay i've made up my mind i'm not going to do this or i've made up my mind i'm going to do this uh and my mind now is very different from the p- mind of the person i was even 5 years ago right like completely dramatically different identity altogether yeah. and i'm very cu- i've always been curious about what what makes up my mind right like what are the pieces and then i realized that um like when i was not really so self aware and when i was really living by consensus society's rules and all of that my mind was mostly made of the conditioning that was imposed from childhood exactly. the belief systems the belief systems that i had acquired right so not all belief systems were necessarily imposed some of the belief systems i acquired through my friendships through what i watched to what your i read your interaction your experience my experiences the books i read the movies i watched right so some of like the belief that the earth is round is basically because i've seen many um, visuals images and all of that now i have not gone and tested gravity or done physics experiments to really come to the conclusion yeah. that earth is round or flat and i don't really give a damn whether it's round or flat yeah. I, i i am happy existing on it whether it's round or flat but certain belief systems have formed like that right so the conditioning that was imposed on me the belief systems that were passed down as well as the ones i brought into my life and the memories so the memories have nothing to do with the conditioning nothing yeah. to do with the beliefs right but the memories that evoke certain emotions in me right like every memory of my daughter actually yeah. brings about brings happiness out, yeah. and joy and i i keep those memories because they're part of my mind right so it's, it's really the conditioning the belief systems the memories that i have that makes my mind now the shift in my mind happened because i let go of certain conditioning i let go of certain belief systems so we call that mind cleaning right yeah, so like we clean your literally mind like literally like defragmentation and reprogramming the hard disk and yeah. then you have lot of space to yeah. bring in the new experience exactly. or the new emotions so that's what i had to do i had to really go deep in like and every time i talk about my mind and my brain my hand goes to my head i don't know what <laughs> nlp programming that is but um, i had to uh, literally reconfigure my mind examine beliefs and say that is this really serving so my you purpose? updated your software basically yeah i updated like i actually did a yeah. software reboot so and an update right your software you updated you yeah. defragmented stuff you clear you clear so the there, cluttered when you speak of the conscious the unconscious and the uh, subconscious right the conscious is your actual operating system like, that, that is a ram like, yeah like that's your windows 10 that yeah. your windows 10 is active and here is how user experience function. and user yeah. interface and then there is whatever the uh, the programs that might the be running so this phone and this software is going to run in a certain way yes. and then there is this like base level programming that's there that this is like in the subconscious right so things conditioning belief systems all of them go and run in the basic operating system and then there's this entire collective unconscious itself yes. which is every if you have to go back to the phone example right so every iphone 13 would have this baseline information stored deep inside it exactly. and depending on how often it connects to the internet it can receive automatic upgrades right yes. so that that connection is that like deep unconscious collective connection that all of us have with a larger greater force so you always talk about the pineal gland being or you know antenna yeah, to yeah, the yeah, universal yeah. consciousness and if you use too much of fluoride or other toxins it get uh, calcified it is that transmitter no it is that basic 
receiver and transmitter that's there inside our brains to constantly receive these upgrades. Like it's it's the internet. So what you described, no, that is one of the functions of the mind. It is creating a person of yours yeah. based on whatever you want yeah, to so experience. Yeah, so my sense of self is held. Sense of self yeah. is held by the mind and you bring in those beliefs, those user experiences, those systems or those experiences which reinforces that persona. If your mind is creating a persona and you don't agree with that persona, you will do everything in your capacity to destroy, destroy it or that. create another yeah. one or change it dramatically. Yeah. But fundamentally, we are all equipped to do that. But that, most of us, is, we don't do. Like, and that is really what is the crux of it, right? Yeah. That we have this ability to go auto-update our, our software and to go change the programs. Yes. People don't know this. People yeah, so think like, they have been brought up in certain way. It is what with it the is. Belief is system. What it is, I am yeah. a vegetarian, so I can't change my yeah. mind. Like it's and you have the evidence in front of you. Okay, being vegetarian, you're killing yourself. Yeah. Still, you can't change, change your, mind. your mind. Because so, no, you, you no, this is your belief like, system and this is your program. This, yeah. How, so I also think it's uh, your mind kind of. So one is of course it gives you a sense of self, like who are you, and it helps you navigate this world through that sense of self. Like this is what I want to do. This is what I don't want to do. And I think it also is. Um, like in my own personal case, my mind is very, very focused on keeping me safe. Yeah. It 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 uh, it always is on the lookout for experiences, situations, people uh, that might threaten my existence itself. I don't know if everyone's mind does that. Uh, I do I have a degree a basic of. Instinct. Uh, like you know, whenever you're born, even when you're but born, I don't you're know if that... everyone like I've not seen this. Like a lot of people don't so have the, the self-preservation instinct. <laughs> I don't know what it is, right? They don't have the self-nurturing instinct, but the self-preservation, whatever they think, ki, okay, eating seed oils make me safe. That is their belief system. They're reinforcing that. We know eating seed oil is going to harm you. Hmm. So we believe why they're doing it. Like I was smoking for 25 years. Hmm. I knew the cigarette is harming me, hmm. but I had that belief, okay, it won't harm me. It might harm other oh, really? people. Yeah. You you thought so that you thought it is not going to harm me because I am such a great person. Like everyone no likes way. me. Yeah. I didn't. So that is how you create your mind personalities, whereby you accept or you you know uh, normalize all your self harming behavior. Whether it is staying in a relationship, whether it is chasing money, whether it is creating toxic pattern or being in a toxic environment, you normalize those things. Everyone is doing it. So no harm can cause to you. Like hmm. you have seen everywhere people, because you know, working on your subconscious or working on your unconscious, rebooting that thing, creating new patterns of whatever you want your self to be. It's highly energy intensive work, and if it there is, is no is support system around you, if this you don't have a clear, sucks, yeah. there is no clear guideline. There is no clear, uh, you know, guidance to how do you do that you're more likely to end up in a, another mess hmm. rather than you know clearing your own mess of whatever you have created of your mind so everyone talks about mind everyone talks about uh, you know uh, they whatever they are doing in their belief system in their mind space it is the right way for self preservation it may not when you look at it objectively it may not be so hmm. that is where you have to come out of your own mind or your own body Mm. Look at yourself as a third person and see and whether it makes sense. I think that's that entire 
observer uh, practice right which is what meditation also is about or which is what being present in the moment like so even therapy about. does the same thing right? you're actually looking at a mirror whether you're a good therapist a good that. therapist will only provide you a mirror saying that okay this is what this is how you look this is how you are no mirror is going to camouflage unless they are you know engineered mirrors mm. so otherwise the mirror is going to show you what exactly the truth, you, about, the you. truth about you that's why a lot of people don't like being alone I mean, that's such a, you know, um, thing that they can't look at their own reflection. When you're alone, you're going to reflect. Your you thoughts to, are going yeah, to reflect I onto know. yourself. Your mind is going to tell you, okay, this is how you are and you suck. Work on it. Yeah. Upgrade yourself. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a very interesting thing that you said, that your mind is going to tell you, you suck. Uh, and I think all of us are programmed with this one process that's always critical of the areas that we really suck in. Uh, I, I don't know if it's inherently part of the human mind's design to push each consciousness towards evolution, towards growth, right? But there is an inner critic in everyone's head. Yes. There is one. And instead of trying to suppress it, instead of trying to avoid it, instead of like, you know, trying to do these positive affirmations and not listening to your inner critic's voice, because I think that's the voice of your conscience. If you learn to listen to that inner critic with love and, you know, you give it the respect that, it deserves to a degree, you will soon start learning that that truly is the voice of your conscience. Your conscience is telling you, this is what you're capable of. This is why you're here. These are all the different ways you're fucking up your life in right now. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? Do something about it. Right? I, I, I honestly think that's, that's what the conscious, conscience is there to kind of push you to grow and evolve. And you hear this, like most people, see, you and I are people who listen to it and did whatever way. Maybe at that time I was like an elephant in a china shop and I broke too many things yeah. while trying to escape. But we listened to that voice and we found a way out of that fucked up life that we were living in, right? But for a lot of people, that voice is so hard to hear. The truth is so, like their own inner truth is so hard to hear that they'll go look for alcohol. They All kinds of distractions. Even the good things. Like we have noticed a lot of, you know, my runner friends or the people I know who are into gymming or yeah. who follow certain kind of fashion. So why? what I have observed is it's a kind of distraction for something which they don't want to face. And this is like, why don't you do it? Like, why don't you yeah, face? Yeah. I, even I was running away from something. I didn't want to face those things. When I started looking at myself more critically, the desire to run itself is... Itself is some yeah. kind of distraction. Dis although it comes under a healthy habit. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's better than smoking. But it can be more dangerous than smoking. Right? Yeah. You can kill yourself in that process. Yeah. We've seen like people who die in marathons yeah. also. No? And then people who end up with injuries. And injuries. then like <laughs> their body is telling them don't do this. And they still push their body. And then they get injured more and more and more. And it gets worse. And if they can't do that activity... Without that activity, then there's no distraction and like their ex inside their minds, it's like really their own personal hell, right? So the human mind is this amazing thing, okay? And like he said at the very beginning, I was going to come towards that in the end. But if you understand the design of your mind, it's basically an operating system given to you so that your soul that is inside your body can fulfill its purpose on this planet. Okay, like my purpose on this planet in not only in this lifetime, in many past lifetimes has to be like has been to bring about healing, whether it was animals, whether it was plants, 
whether it was other humans, right? Like that's the core design of my soul. I create healing wherever I go. My soul resides in this body. So through this body in this lifetime, I do that work. Now, for 38 years, not 38 years, like the first seven, eight years, honestly, I was very much true to my soul. I was living in this small, tiny village in uh, Whitefield. When Whitefield was a village. When Whitefield was a village and there were all trees and um, puppies and kittens and birds and all sorts of animals and dogs and like... My childhood photo, there's not a single photo without a dog in the picture, okay? And these are not like owned dogs. These are stray dogs that would just hang out with me all the time. But anyway, so for about eight, nine years of my life, the early, the first years of my life, I was very true to my soul design. I wouldn't really uh, even hang out with too many humans, right? I'd be on trees, I'd be playing with rocks, I'd be in mud and um, in water, and just with animals and like, you know, I'd be giving injections to plants and stuff like that. So I did that and I was very happy like that as a child. It was only when I had to interact with society, right? Like relatives and family, then I would get really cranky and I would be like, I don't want to do this stuff anymore. But um, as I grew, then more and more conditioning started coming on me, right? So school, teachers, authority figures, then we moved towns and then like from that village, I came to a city and then the city kids were like some different organism altogether. And I couldn't yeah. even understand what, I couldn't understand the language, I couldn't understand the things that they would do. And then I, I wanted to belong, right? Like wanting to belong is one primal human need. So I started doing things like city kids and then we moved to Bombay and then I had to fit in even more. And then I was traveling by local trains long distance and then like, of course, all this conditioning around getting married and all of that started happening. So I went further and further away from my soul's design, which is to be really in nature with plants, animals and help humans who come to me for healing. The further I went away, the more I started feeling messed up internally to this point in 2016 when I, I was depressed and suicidal and everything. I've spoken about it in the past also. So the more my mind got conditioned into society's ideal mind, because like I said, I was checking off all the boxes, all those good, correct boxes were like tick marked. So that mind was like, huh, this is a great uh, contributor yeah, to society. Yeah. It, is, it, it, believes, it makes you believe. It made me believe. Right? I was like, huh, I'm, I'm living by all the rules. But the more my mind was operating there, the further away it was getting from my soul's purpose. The further I was getting from my soul's purpose, the more I wanted to destroy and break down myself. So an autoimmune condition happened, abuse with food happened, body started breaking down, illness started happening, right? And as I started coming closer, my mind as it started, like I started reprogramming, 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 changing, 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 bringing it closer and closer to my soul's purpose. My body also immediately started aligning. So now... It's not like I don't get sick, right? Or it's not like I don't have episodes where I feel low or low on energy or mentally also I'm like... But it's more in response to the environment. Uh, like today's the new moon, for example. And I'm a little jittery, like literally jittery energy, okay? My sp spoons from my hand. Yeah, this this particular aspect, I can't like, actually relate to. Let me be very honest with you. How can people be just, you know, along with I, the I moon? I just you're... literally flow with the energy of the environment now. And that's okay. That's very that's very true to my design also. Yeah. So I, I'm not out of alignment with that. But I have seen that as my mind came closer <laughs> to what my soul's design was, everything in my life started flowing really smoothly. Yeah. So I think the human mind is incredible in its uh, plasticity. Yeah, and its yeah. ability so you to... mentioned about your childhood yeah. memories. No? Yeah. I was lost. 
like most of the time i would just fall down on the road i will forget things <laughs> i i used to get how would you just fall down you, on the road i'll just fall down like i have this mark on my rear feet i have just repeatedly fall fallen and you know injured that particular point on my shin that it has become a like permanent mark on my shin yeah. like i used to just we fall all down. have those kind of so you just walk and suddenly you and it happened i mean quite late in my school days it's not like when i was a toddler this thing happened i was mostly lost in this world i used to read boards name boards plates what is i just figure out ki okay what this world is all about and uh, the exposure was limited there was no internet so the yeah. only way to understand you know you remember i once i told you this in my mind the spelling of mutton was mtn <laughs> <laughs> and now i go back and look at every every scooter with a number like mtn <laughs> one through three four i used to i used to pronounce it as mutton okay <laughs> so my mind was figuring out my exposure was limited and uh, you know there are chicken would be ck there is no exposure to chicken i knew only mutton in the channel so i don't i mean it's i don't like know like a stock what, market code but mtn <laughs> so most of the time i used to be lost even in my class i have lost like i never used to understand what is being taught i was a very miserable just above average student so a lot of learning came from the experiences the you know the the people i met the uh, the things i did in my life and at some point i think that tipping point happened when uh, the societal construct yeah, just took yeah. over that that lost mind yeah. and said you have to behave in a certain way you have to talk in a certain right. way you have to act in a certain way otherwise you are i don't otherwise know. you are like out out of the right. main channel like mainstream and i think that tipping point was actually counterproductive to my rest of my life hmm. till the time i rediscovered myself again so almost like 20 years i was following whatever god's design was for me next 20 years i was following what society wanted me to do a 20 and years is make, still good like the first 20 years last 8 idea. years i am doing and again i am struggling and i am getting lost and finding <laughs> myself again and all this is a journey and these right. are the experiences that i am creating for myself and i just want to share those experiences with everyone in whatever way possible that is where the opportunity to work on the mind wellness came and i thought maybe i can make a difference and it is helping a lot of people going around so um, i you did not address that fundamental question a lot of people have this you know confusion in their mind whether brain is mind or mind is brain or oh. whether mind resides in your brain i don't know how how does it there is so, a gut brain and there yeah, is yeah, yeah. So the mind all across the so body see the, the mind in its entirety is is your sense of self your operating system uh how you are navigating around the world and it has stored a lot of things conditioning belief system memories experiences all of that now how does it receive this information at the first and the most uh, obvious level the tangible level is through your sense organs yeah okay so and that's where the brain is big time involved because you're seeing something like visual input is coming in and then it's going through all your you know, optic nerves and all of that it's quickly going to your brain your brain is making sense of like like this is purple for example right how is my brain making that information like, so what is that book i i'll tell, tell you what the book is wait wait let me like i, I, I don't want to lose this uh, train of thought given today's energy i'll just talk about something else so one is sensory organs eyes are giving you input your ears are giving you information even uh, your touch your yeah. e- even like the yeah. temperature and like pressure and all of that you're receiving the sensory input all the time 24 by 7 through your sense organs which is getting processed in your brain 
and then your brain is simultaneously processing this information and making sense of it and it's storing it right now where like right now our safety is not threatened because it's yeah. not too cold it's not too hot there's no fire burning here there's no bear attacking us nothing so to be honest i'm sweating right now okay okay so yeah let's find a way to make that not happen <laughs> next time but um, like, you know what i mean right yeah, like yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> a safe environment so my mind is using all of this environmental information to say that okay like right now you're safe chill speak whatever is like you want to say right i i want to give you information kind whatever of whatever is on your mind yeah whatever is like you're asking me to say i'm going to help you say that kind of a thing right so when is the brain is involved in this processing of sensory information on a real time basis the second place the brain is involved is also in in a uh, in terms of storage and retrieval like it really is there in terms of your neural pathways right so this is not just energetically stored somewhere inside your brain there are areas where memory is stored uh, information is stored there are neural networks that are created around certain like driving is a memory pathway that's yeah, created in your brain right yeah. you do you're not born with driving skills you do it enough number of times there are enough neural pathways built around that and that becomes a subconscious skill itself so that also is there in the brain which is not real time information but past, past behavior stored in the brain yeah. so the brain is literally uh, processing and holding and storing and retrieving so it's not just storing it's also retrieving like these words that i'm using are words that i've learned some time ago but i want to express something and the brain is quickly quickly picking words from different parts making it into a sentence and bringing it out so that's the brain's job the brain is not the mind right because while your this brain the the cerebral uh, cerebellum this brain is doing all of this you also have the gut brain axis which you yes. spoke about which is uh information that's coming from food information that's coming from the microbes in your gut information that's coming in again from survival based instincts and all of that that is simultaneously doing the same thing it has stored information if you eat a food you're allergic to for example your gut brain axis is going to get activated there so that is there then you have your body mind okay which is which is a separate mind altogether so like you said a child knows that it has to cry yeah. for food right or like your body knows that like to remain alive the heart has heart to beat has that to intelligence is there in the heart so there is a body mind which is beyond your conscious awareness so the body is operating on that and often we see people who are on life support systems and all in hospitals their consciousness is gone a long time ago right so coming back to that self preservation wala thing like yeah. people know that they are doing something like i was smoker or a drinker for a long time i knew it all along it is harming my body in some way people still engage into that self destructive behavior so where does that come from like you can't you're not able to make sense of it or i don't know where it is coming from because that addiction is becoming a challenge for a lot of people so it's it's multiple things are is it only right? body or no so see like purely it's a chemical uh, addiction your brain I, I is getting some dopamine i think there's a degree thing. of uh, a, like self soothing also that happens with these addictions right so we can just call it like a chemical dependence uh, for example if it is uh, nicotine a lot of people say that nicotine is the most difficult thing to get deaddicted from because your body has a chemical memory for it i disagree sugar is the most difficult it's sugar even sugar you can change right but i saw you quit cigarettes in one day yeah right if nicotine was really that difficult to let go of you you would have needed nicotine patches and so much work to kind but one day you were smoking the next day you stopped smoking because of whatever work we did and 
there is a degree of soothing that happens with any addictions, right? Sugar, I'm, I'm going to talk to you. I, I was going to go talk about sugar today in my life, but I didn't really have the time this morning. Also, my today's. So the body is processing lots of stuff, which is being given. Like it creates neurons. It creates neural pathways, and neural addictions type. often are, uh, like I said, soothing mechanisms to deal with some kind of either trauma from the past, and you've learned that this thing comforts me. When I'm feeling triggered again by the same yeah. set of environmental triggers, or it's it's become something that you use as a numbing mechanism, right? So you don't want to feel at all, and then this particular habit, this particular substance, stops the processing of feeling in that moment, and that's why you go back to your addictions, right? So people are addicted to these kind of substances, but there is a different kind of addiction which is even, I mean. Imposed by the society itself, the religious addiction, the addiction <laughs> with respect to ideologies or the political affiliations or this left-right center kind of thing. Hmm. So people can't get rid of that kind of, is it because of the identity gives them some kind of validation or there is that theory you talked about that we need to belong somewhere, we need to be part yeah. of the group or the larger community or it's the largest it. community for that matter. So it's both things, both things that you spoke of, right? One is your sense of self is derived from these external factors because let's say, let's say your sense of self was, I am a Hindu who is a Ram Bhakt and uh, I will wear orange clothes. I just defined an entire category of people in India, but okay, I, I like I, I did just came. In fact, I wanted to be like that. I, I'm going to be a Rambat soon. Right. All right, Avinash. We'll wait and see that for that. Like we'll wait for that day to happen. But you, because because you don't have anything else. Yeah. I call myself a healer. Suppose I had no one signing up for my work. Suppose mm -hmm. no one said like if everyone told me no, you're not like. If I had told myself I'm a CA. And I'd gone and told people, I'm CEO, I'm going There would have been no sense I, of I got a job application today, no qualification, no experience. I will do anything. Anything, right? I said, okay. <laughs> Think about so, it. So, people often don't have a grounded sense of self. They don't know what, what they're there for, right? So, they take these things from society that, oh, I can be a Hindu. I can be this. I can be that. And then they make their self that. Now, if I'm alive, they, they start huh, if I'm alive, I'm these these things. Now, if you tell them, no, drop this. Religion, Bakwa say it is uh, someone hacking spirituality to kind of uh, siphon your energy. If you tell someone that, they'll have to give that identity of Hindu mm -hmm. away. Then they have a huge void. They don't know what they are now. Exactly. So that so becomes this identity. Anyway, I work with a lot of mind, yeah. uh, things. Ah, so but I, I, mean, I want to finish. Okay. So, <laughs> so one is that identity of self gets threatened. Second is the belongingness. So because of that being a Hindu, because of wearing orange clothes, they get to belong to a certain larger segment of people who are doing the same thing. Now, if they withdraw from that, where do they go? Because humans are inherently wired to belong to communities. Like in the past, in, as ancestors, like as hunter-gatherers, if you were alone, your chance of survival was very, very low. Yeah. But if you were part of a tribe, your chance of survival went up exponentially. Yes. So that desire to belong, that desire to be part of something bigger, that desire to collectively matter together for something is also driving a lot of people's identity choices. Yes. Now I'm done. Yeah. 
so lot of identities like i always give this example when we were conceived na we were just a drop of consciousness there was nothing else maybe the dna identity was there na but yeah, then we started you know uh, assuming all these identities yeah. like dna identity is something which i would call it uh, unconscious mind ka programming which is but already really there the body mind like see it's already there like you don't do yeah. anything you know, all these other identities you acquire right. you became male female gender Right. Uh, you are daughters and to someone you are religion or nationality or whatever then you go to Still school laughing about empty and mutton yeah <laughs> so when you go to school then you are either you know intelligent or you're not intelligent that is another identity you suffer from some sickness that is another identity Correct. so we have seen lot of people no they don't get, let go of their diseases because it is their because their, like everything <laughs> is around that disease and then they if that disease goes off who are they right yeah. they have no identity left at all so yeah we've so seen, seen that. all that so what are things that happens if your mind is not Uh, functioning optimally if it is uh, you know not there i mean it, if it is not doing what it is supposed to do so what all at 3d level what can we pulse what do we see what kind of dysfunction can we experience so so many things na because like i call this so uh, you are asking me what this book is right so i'll like yes. you so this um, we i me and adish we were putting this together because this thing we are doing right like around embracing the human experience um it's something that you and i understand what does it mean to embrace the human experience but if if you want to talk to somebody else about it i don't know how many podcasts we're going to take yeah. trying to explain right so i was like can i just put this together in a book and like just this this came out very pretty quickly but it did it's divine design only right i think it's time this information comes out so this is this is really what uh, i mean this is like the first draft it's not how the book is going to look but it's so beautiful um it's it's just me attempting to kind of put some structure to uh, this entire thing the body mind uh, emotions and soul and you help me with the structure because i just had thoughts all over the place and i was like what do i do and then you came and helped me put that but this is what it looks like and it's so beautiful so yeah i mean the program that we're running also is there entirely explained but anyway i like for this i actually listed down the symptoms of what really happens when someone's mind doesn't really function well and it can be anything right because your if your mind is not functioning optimally your body can start showing it's symptoms it's your software right? which is corrupt yeah I, i call it psychosomatic dissonance yeah. i think you had me come up with that word no you like I, yeah i i am not very good with the word you know mutton i <laughs> <laughs> mutton mtn is going to be imprinted in my head anyway so yeah so so i i call that like psychosomatic dissonance where your mind is not really doing what it's supposed to do like the operating system was designed for something else but you're running something else right so it could be diseases physical diseases it could be mental health issues it could be um, you know behavior patterns that are not making sense yeah. right irrational behavior out of context behavior like uh, the the amount of anger is disproportionate to the situation or the amount of sadness is disproportionate to the situation even numbing of your emotions numbing yeah. addictions um uh, or even like uh, you know choosing company uh, like people who might actually pull you down because you kind of go into a self destructive pattern honestly when when your mind starts becoming more and more dysfunctional and when i say dysfunctional it's basically a mind that's going out of alignment with your soul's, with purpose, your soul's right? purpose because the entire design of that operating system is to serve your soul to like do what your soul was designed for let me see if there's anything else but according to you avinash while i'm looking for symptoms of dysfunction uh what do you think are the symptoms of a well functioning mind 
well functioning mind will always have you know um, some purpose some goal and that body is driving towards that goal the soul is feeling happy mm. most of the time it is feeling content and so that fulfilled. scale that we have i don't know if it's visible yeah. in the camera but yeah. um, we we have the scale in office right where are you at in terms of your emotions yeah you're always at your peak productivity energetically yeah. you may not be producing all the time but even if you are resting even if you are not doing anything you are not feeling that fomo or missing out on something or you are not doing enough or you are not good enough so you are always comfortable with whatever state you are whether you are doing something whether you are not doing anything whether you are talking not talking listening sleeping whatever you are doing you are always at peace with, with your surrounding with uh, the way i think that sense of peace is what a real well functioning mind is capable of doing and also i think it has the ab- ability to acquire the skills that are required for your function like if your mind is functioning well you know it will learn and grow in the direction that your soul wants it to grow exactly it will know what skills to keep it will know what What's knowledge skill? to seek yeah. it will know how to acquire that knowledge like i learn uh, through podcasts i learn through books um you learn through experiences so your mind will know how to seek out the exactly. kind of experiences that you need to get the knowledge you need to serve your soul's purpose so one is that sense of peace that calm and that oh you're like you know you just optimally yes. running energy yes. efficient way without wasting too much energy too much which energy. is what you love doing entropy <laughs> yeah. we, we we don't want to increase too much entropy yeah. of this but way. it also i think is a mind that is capable of immense growth yes if it's a mind that's very capable functioning. of doing magic capable of magic if, if that's your design to do magic yeah. right but uh, i think a, a well functioning mind is a mind that learns and grows and it really allows um, elevation of your existence it it elevates your experience right as a human being versus a mind that is dysfunctional because that kind of a mind will devolve your existence it, it breaks shrink, you down yeah. it shrinks right and i found the symptoms i've listed right so illnesses and diseases fatigue loss of physical aesthetics we both saw that with our own yeah. body right like my mind was doing well in terms of society's conditions but i was 97 kgs and looking i was 120 <laughs> and we weren't really happy with what we yeah. were seeing in the mirror so loss of physical aesthetics sleeplessness aches and pains digestive issues cognitive decline loss of executive function which basically means your loss of uh, decision making ability So that's something I've noticed about myself, right? Even if I'm going through immense emotional ups and downs regarding Loka and whatever is happening there, and like I've not met her and everything, my executive function, which is like my mind's ability to work as the CEO of this company and Create, take the right decisions, yeah. like ev- like not a single work day or work life has been impacted because of an emotional uh, downturn in another aspect of my life. And I think that is what a well-functioning mind is also all about, right? Like. I mean, your mind has many, many tracks. <laughs> Unlike most of us, like who have single track and they have to yeah, keep doing maybe. everything. Yeah, my mind also is designed well. What else? Irritability, uncontrolled anger, mood swings, brain fog, loss uh-huh. of libido. Uh, we are going to have a separate episode. I think we are going to have like fifteen episodes on sexuality and libido, but uh, <laughs> yeah. dissociation from the body, where you don't feel connected with your body at all, poor immunity. So. I just listed down symptoms while I was doing this book, but I think all of these are signs. We need to talk more about this in our, you know, subsequent episode. We will, we will. I mean, it's a look at it. I mean, Adish has done such a great job of designing it. It's such a beautiful book. Yes. But anyway, uh, this we will uh, make it available to. So mind some. is never-ending topic. 
So should we continue talking? Yeah, no, I think we should stop because I think there's so much to go into, right? Like what even causes the mind to go broken? What what breaks the frameworks? And it's a never-ending topic. So whenever we come back to discussing the mind, we will actually go into why does the mind become dysfunctional? What are the root causes of that? What are the broken frameworks people carry? And we'll take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. Any any last thoughts to this episode before we end it? Just be mindful. I don't know what does it mean. MPM. <laughs> Just be mindful. Be aware of whatever you're reading, doing, yeah. be, not doing. Be aware. Be uh, be a little be mindful conscious. about the yeah. stuff that you're consuming, including media. And we'll talk about that also in a separate podcast. Uh, and the next time we come live and we do our podcast, we'll be talking about emotions because that's the third category through which we, uh, like the human experience actually is felt. And emotions is something I can talk for the rest of my life, I think. Yeah, I will learn from you during that podcast. <laughs> yeah, you ask me the questions and I'll just... I'm going to ask you questions. Cool. So, thank you so much. Thank and, you uh, so much. Lovely feedback we've been getting so far for this work. And it makes me really happy because this is something that just sprung forth and it feels like we have to do this. It so, comes naturally. Like, I don't have to... We don't even prepare. No, right? no it planning, nothing. It just, we just speak. Um, sugar is... Ve- Remind me to talk about sugar when we come to the body. Very, very interesting information I found out about uh, how we are programmed for sweet taste, not just in our tongue, but like there are many neurons in the body. Okay. Yeah, but we will talk about it. Thank you, guys.